Hey, everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything, where Pastor J.D. Greer answers your questions. I'm Matt Love, and we have got a bonus episode for you this week, so go ahead and check this out. Awareness of God's acceptance, awareness of your identity is what gives you the ability to live the Christian life. One of the best examples of this is John chapter 8, where Jesus, a woman, comes and she's been caught in adultery. You know, story, famous story where Jesus says, let him who is without sin among you cast the first stone. And, you know, everybody kind of stares at each other awkwardly, drops their rocks and goes home. And then Jesus looks at her and says, where are your accusers? And she says, there are none, Lord. And Jesus says these words, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. What's always kind of made me marvel at Jesus's statement there is the order he put the two phrases in. You ever think about that? Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. What's amazing is I would almost always instinctively reverse those. I'd almost always say, if you go and sin no more, then I won't condemn you. But watch this. Jesus put acceptance before change because he knew she'd never have the ability to change until she'd felt the strength of acceptance. He knew she could never break the cycle of sin until she had the assurance of a stronger love that she's found in the Father. I mean, we don't know what drove this woman's sin. We don't know anything about her. But I know for a lot of people, what they're seeking in sexual intimacy, what they seek in sexual immorality is because they're missing something that they can really only find in God. I don't know, maybe she had multiple lovers. Maybe she'd been treated wrongly throughout her life. Maybe she missed the love of her father. Who knows? Jesus knows she's never going to have the ability to resist the sexual temptation until she's felt a love in the father stronger and better than anything she was looking for in the arms of a man. So he gives her the assurance of his love before he gives her the command to change because she'll never have the power to change until she feels the strength of the assurance of his love. God's acceptance is the power that liberates you from sin. It's not the reward for you having liberated yourself. It's the strength of the assurance that you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased that gives you the ability to say no to Satan. You say, well, okay, J.D., but wait a minute. How can I actually be sure that God feels that way about me? I mean, sure, of course he feels that way about Jesus, but there's no way he looks at me and says, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I mean, I have messed up so much and there's so much about my life that God is not pleased with. How could I ever have that kind of assurance? That's a great question. That leads me to the best part of this story. You remember what was happening in Matthew 3 when Jesus first heard the declaration, you know, you are my beloved son? He was getting baptized, right? You remember I pointed out it was John's baptism, a baptism of repentance. People were being baptized as a show of repentance from their sins. Okay, here's the question. Why would Jesus need a baptism of repentance? He'd never sinned. He got nothing to repent of. So why was he being baptized? Jesus' answer, to fulfill all righteousness. Fulfill all righteousness. Whose righteousness is he fulfilling? He was already fully righteous, so there was nothing personal for him to fulfill. No, he was fulfilling my righteousness and yours. He was being baptized to fulfill our righteousness, which meant that he was repenting for us. He didn't need to repent. He didn't need a baptism of repentance. He was repenting in my place. He was going to live the life that I was supposed to live, which included repenting for me. It's almost like as Jesus walked through that crowd to get baptized, imagine everybody had name tags on that day. So he took my name tag, put it on his chest, took your name tag, put it on his chest, went into the water when he was baptized in repentance for sin. He was not repenting of his sins because he had none. He was repenting of my sin and yours. 
See, the gospel is about substitution. Jesus, who knew no sin, Paul says, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The gospel is that God made him who knew no sin to become your sin. He took your place. He took your sin, went through the baptism of repentance, and went under the judgment of the cross in your place, and we traded places. He took our sin, and we took his position of favor. See, that means now when God sees me, he sees the perfect life of Jesus. So, of course, he can say to me, just like he can say to you, if you've accepted Christ, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased because he's given me Jesus's position, his perfect record, and his power at work inside of me. So what's your identity? What are you going to say in temptation? What's your identity when, when Satan tempts you? If you're a believer, you can say, well, I'm not the summation of my talents. I'm not how many times I win. I'm not my potential. I'm not how I compare to others. I'm not my accomplishments. I'm not where I got into school. I'm not how awesome of a mom I am. I'm not how much others love or approve of me. I'm not how well my kids did. I'm certainly not my mistakes. I am who Jesus says that I am. I'm a son or daughter of the king in whom the father is well pleased. I'm loved. I'm loved so much that the son of God came for me to die in my place so that I could be with him forever. That's how much he cares about me and cherishes me. And now he sees me only through the eyes of grace. He literally could not love me any more than he does right now. I am complete in Christ. And that means I've got a purpose. It means I am forgiven. I am restored. I'm redeemed, made alive, a new creation, a co-heir with Christ. I am seated in the heavenly places, filled with his power, commissioned by his spirit. I am appointed to walk in blessing and promised to be a blessing to others. And if I got his approval, well, who cares what anybody else says, right? First Peter tells us that when Jesus was reviled, he didn't revile in return. When he suffered, he didn't threaten back. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Jesus could say, I don't need your validation because I am who the Father says I am. I've heard it said that your identity is what the most important person in your life thinks about you. That person must be the Father. I am who the Father says I am. And once you know that, that's going to enable you to withstand the attacks of the enemy on your life. The security you have in Christ gives you the strength to say no to sin. We obey from acceptance, not as a means to it. Being confident in how God feels about you, being confident in his permanent union with you will give you the ability to cling to him no matter what Satan offers to you. See, the irony of the Christian life is that those who get better spiritually are those who know that their acceptance with God is not conditioned on them getting better. Their acceptance is given as a gift because of the finished work of Christ. Dwell on the fact that your acceptance is not tied to your ability to overcome, and you will overcome. Thanks for listening. Hear more on this topic from 12 Truths and a Lie, Answers to Life's Biggest Questions by clicking on the link in the show notes below or listening wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything. Ask Me Anything.